What up, world? Pass first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and now also on YouTube. If you're a new listener, make sure you subscribe to YouTube. If you're a longtime listener and you haven't subscribed to YouTube yet, make sure you do it. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by Halloween. We are up over 700 by the time you are listening to this, hopefully. We're very, very close. We can't get to 1,000 without your help, so hop on there wherever you uh, wherever you access YouTube, your phone or your computer, and search Lockdown Blazers and subscribe. Support the show. Do it. Also, thanks so much for making Locked On Blazers your first listen every day. If you're looking for a second listen, how about checking out Locked On NBA as we hop into the season. You can look at the national look at what's going on in the league you love. It is a big old day for trail, Portland Trailblazers in the league. Um, Tuesday night, the, uh, the official tip-off of games, but the most of the league plays tonight, Wednesday, October 20th, including the Portland Trailblazers, who play the Sacramento Kings at home, the first of a couple home games here to kick off the season. I want to talk about that. I want to look ahead to what the Kings are going to be like, make some predictions about the season. But we've got to start with some news. Damian Lord reaffirmed his commitment to the Portland Trailblazers. This is something that we've talked about on the show before. Um, you know, there was tons of speculation and, and very, very much warranted because for the first time ever in, in Dame's career, uh, his future with this team was in question this season. He openly said, uh, you know, I, I haven't made up my mind about what my decision, what my future might be with the team. You know, he was clearly putting pressure on this this on the franchise and the front office to make this team better. But when he came back in training camp, we talked about it here on the podcast that he was two feet in is how new Olshay describes him. And, and Dane basically said the same thing that I, he's fully committed to it, but it was reiterated today. And part of that reiteration was because if you follow the league, if you're getting, if you're getting back into the NBA because the season has started every sort of national writer, the speculation about the Blazers or the uncertainty about the Blazers includes the, the sort of, what is what is Dame's future going to look like? Uh, I read it in Mark Stein's uh, predictions about the league on his on his Substack. I read it in Zach Harper's uh, power rankings about on the Athletic. Like it exists everywhere. It is part of sort of um, it is part of everyone who is outside of this market. Their thought is the Blazers are they're they're sort of we don't know what they're going to be because we don't know Dame's future. And so at practice today. Casey Holdall of the Portland Trailblazers asked Damon Lord specifically about that. And Dame gave as firm an answer as he has, more firm than he was at Media Day. He reiterated that it was his stance for Media Day, but for my money, this was more firm. He said, I don't want to leave Portland. I want to be here. And he talks about part of his commitment to being here was it recognizing that there could be some ups and downs this season and that, you know, a rocky, some rocky starts, some losses, whatever it is, any turbulence in this, in this sort of journey towards the playoffs isn't going to cause him to immediately waver and, and, and change up his, his uh, approach. He wants to be here. He, he reaffirmed that. In fact, let's hear from the man himself uh, from practice today at the board and trailers practice facility, what he said about his commitment to this team. The same way I answered it on media day, you know, and the same way I've been answering it. I think everybody is saying what they think I'm thinking and what they think I'm going to do, but like, I'm not leaving Portland, you know, like, and once again, that's like to say that seems credible because of, you know, how the whole summer went when I was, you know, just trying to encourage the team to, to get better. You know what I'm saying? We like, let's get better and let's really go for it. And I think people took that as, um, well, everything that people were saying is true. Dame is saying this, but it never came from my mouth. And um, 
um, I want to be a, I want to be a part of Chauncey's success. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I take pride in being a part of his success as a coach, and we developed a, a great relationship even before um, he became my coach, and even deeper now that you know we sit and talk every day. Uh, we talk through text and you know on the phone, whatever every day. Like I want to be a part of his success, so. Um, when I say that, I don't expect all times to be great times. You know, adversity is going to hit. It's going to be some tough times. Um, so if it starts off rocky or if it starts off in a struggle, I wouldn't be happy about it. Nobody would. But I'm not going to jump ship and, and bail out when that happens. So, I mean, that's an easy thing and a popular thing for people to say, but it's not going to happen. So, I mean, it's really something that I don't – I've seen it too, but I don't really pay any mind to it because it's like – yeah. Like I think these days, a lot of times when you just push something over and over and over, you almost—I've seen it push people to that point where they like maybe you know maybe that is what should happen. But like I'm not one of those people. So um, I like our staff. I like Chauncey a lot, and um, I love being a trailblazer. You know what I mean? I love living in Portland, and I. I love what I built, you know what I'm saying? And I, like I said on media day, I want to see it through. And um, a rocky start might be a part of that, but that don't mean, like I said, I'm going I'm to flip, you know, and, and do something different than what I've done, what I've always done, you know what I mean? You heard the man. He wants to be part of Chauncey Billups' success. He wants to, he wants, he wants to, he likes what he's built here, as he said, and he wants to continue building it. This is Damian Lord two feet in. This is as firm as we've heard him. He wants to be part of whatever this becomes. And that's not a big surprise if you're following it closely, but it is, this is real. I want to be in Portland as firm as he's been. Um, you know, I, I'm here and ready to go and I want to win the championship is kind of what he said at, at media day. But this is, I want to be here. Now, I think the caveat should be the obvious is that this is, now this is October. This is October nineteenth. I mean, a morning or afternoon of October nineteenth is when he said this. And there is a lot of games and a lot of basketball and probably some um, and probably kind of an uh, unlikely. They're unlikely to win a championship, so probably like another loss in the playoffs to, that that is going to come between now and next offseason. And I think next offseason we might be in a similar boat where Damian Lillard is a year older and reconsidering his future and all that. But the idea that a trade could be imminent this season, the idea that 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 a couple losses or the Blazers being, you know, eighth in the West would change up where Dame is and that a, a trade could happen at, uh, at, at, at the deadline. It's just, he's been pretty clear. It's not likely to happen. It's just not something that, uh, it's just not the way that this is very likely to go down. So I think this is very good news. And not very good news because it's like a surprise, but very good news because Damon Lord's putting, uh, to use a Chauncey Billups phrase, putting an address on it. He's saying, I want to be here. And you know I want to be here. So don't be surprised that I want to be here. It's it's all part of it. Like, this isn't something new. But the reaffirmation on the the eve of the season is exactly what the Blazers fans, Blazer faithful, you dear listener, needed to hear from the franchise player. Is that this isn't, um, you know, he, he isn't 
while there's so much rockiness around the league with, with Ben Simmons and whatever happen, is happening with Kyrie Irving and there's some beef with Marvin Bagley and his agents and DeAndre Ayton and Phoenix and all, you know, all these teams. When a, when a sort of, um, when things aren't, aren't all rosy, people, the, the way the sort of league the churns is that you assume that uh, leaving where you are is the next to follow. And Damian Lillard has been consistent with this throughout his career. That he wants to be here and be part of this, right? And for the first time this summer, like it came with the caveat, it came with a condition. If we're good, and I think that condition still exists. That condition is still obviously a part of it. Um, but I, it isn't going to happen in the next couple months. We can throw it all out. The speculation about is the is a trade de- is it going to happen at the trade deadline? Because Dame is who he is. I I, I trust him. If, if he says that he's committed, if he says he's all in, he's all in. And he said it there. You heard him. And you heard him acknowledge that it's that could come with some bumps. It could come with some problems. You heard him acknowledge how, you know, the relationship he's developing with Chauncey Billups and how important that is to him and how much he loves to be here. You heard him say it. That's why I played the audio for you. You heard it from the, you heard it from the horse's mouth. Listen, the, I don't know if the narrative will die. The national media will still be on this uh, because the speculation will still be there from p- people outside the market. But the way I trusted Dame this summer when he said, I haven't made up my mind about my future, I trusted that as someone who was very earnestly considering what a future would look like somewhere else. I trust him now saying this, very earnestly saying, I'm here. I built this. I want to continue building it. I under I, to me this has a this has a shelf life, and we'll revisit this in July. But the idea that in December or January or the trade deadline in February that we could be considering a future without Damian Lillard here in this space is gone. He threw it out. He stepped on it. He lit it on fire, and then he took those ashes and he buried them deeply. Is done. We do not need to do any more Damian Lillard spec, trade speculation in season. Now we can talk about basketball. And y'all, basketball is here. It's here. It's game day here in Portland as you're listening to this. Or if you're listening to this a little bit later, the, the Blazers played a basketball game tonight on Wednesday. Where were you? Did you miss it? You shouldn't have. Locked in Blazers is a daily podcast. Make sure you're listening to it. So in the second segment, let's talk a little bit about basketball. Let's talk about stuff that happens on the court. The, the hoops that were really here. Um, the soap opera stuff is part of the league. Dame's loyalty and his future with the franchise is part of the league. It's big news. This is great, good news. But the thing I love about this is the hoops, and the hoops are here. So let's talk a little bit about power rankings in the second segments, and then we'll we'll move on to looking at what the team is going to look like out on the court when they when they take the floor for the first time this regular season on Wednesday against the Kings. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about sweat block. It is the number one selling product on. Amazon right now under the antiperspirant category. And look, it's it's just been that way for so long. In fact, it's been a number one seller on Amazon for over 10 years. There's over 13,000 reviews of it. Real people love Sweatblock. And I want to tell you specifically about Sweatblock wipes. Uh, listen, they can stop excessive sweat. If you're a heavy perspirer, this could be a solution for you because it stops excessive sweat for up to seven days for one use. All you do is take one of these wipes, wipe it on your underarms or wherever you're going to sweat. You know the deal. 
Go to sleep, wake up, take a shower, and go about your day with confidence. Wear what you want to wear, and don't worry about heavy perspiration. In fact, Sweatblock is so confident in their product that they give you the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. So no matter what, no matter what your sort of line of work is, if you are out in the world and you don't want to sweat, or or heavy perspiration has been a problem for you and it's sapped you of your confidence, or made you just had to be something that you think about in your daily life, this is a solution that. Can and take that off your mind and it can it, it can be the solution that that solves those issues for you so go to sweatblock.com use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off today like i said it's also available on amazon and you can find it at cvs as well all right so we talked damian lillard reaffirming his loyalty i want to be here Guess what? That's good news because the Blazers play a game tonight. But before we launch into the game, I want to do game preview stuff. Um, longtime listeners know that I've maybe been a little resistant to game previews and game recaps. I'm I'm changing my ways this year. I'm gonna be I'm good. I'm I'm gonna be more amenable to talking about um, specific game game minutia. I'm gonna get into the into the game minutia because. Um, it was a silly, it was a silly stance. So I'm, I'm changing up my silly stance. I can grow. I, and also I learned from feedback. So tell me what you like. I'll try to make it better for you. That's what I want this podcast to be. So I want to talk about the game against the Kings. Um, it's, it's real basketball on the way, but my colleagues at the Lockdown Podcast Network, they did the Blazers dirty, y'all. <laughs> um, so before we get there, we need to look at some preseason power rankings. The the season starts like tonight. We had you know two games: Lakers, Warriors, and, uh, and and Bucks, Nets. But pretty much everybody tips off on Wednesday. So so by the time you're listening to this, there's you know four teams have played and the other 26 haven't. So before the games got going. My colleagues did a, uh, we all voted on at the network, the Locked On Blazers, or the Locked On Network power rankings for the NBA. And <laughs> the Blazers are in, the Blazers uh, are a little lower than I would have guessed. Just take a look at this. If you're watching on YouTube, you're uh, you're checking out the... Uh, <laughs> the 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 power rankings with me but if you're listening on the podcast let me help you out a little bit you dr- go through the top 10 blazers aren't in the top 10 we got bucks next nets jazz suns lakers nuggets hawks heat mavs sixers eh, but you know maybe the blazers aren't in the top 10 right maybe maybe they're not that they're mind you not one of the 10 best teams in the league that's okay but then you start to look and you're like let's check warriors at 11 clippers at 12 celtics at 13 what bulls at at 14 hold on Knicks at 15 and then your portland trailblazers the 16th best team in the in the preseason power rankings what what listen according to those power rankings the blazers are the eighth best team in the west and I think you could quibble with that. In fact, I'll talk about it here in a second. Like I view them as probably the sixth best team in the West. I, I think they're really similar to the Mavericks. I think they're really similar to the Clippers. Um, I think you could make a case that they're similar to the Nuggets, although uh, Nikola Jokic is just so freaking good that maybe the Nuggets are, are significantly better. Like maybe they're, they're a tier above, right? But I think in that range, 
Uh, I think the Warriors belong in the Blazers range too, although um, they're a bad, they're like specifically a bad matchup for the Blazers. So um, when they play each other, the Warriors might win a couple of those games. But like in terms of win loss record, I think Dallas, Golden State, and and um, and the Clippers are right in the Blazers range. So if you want to convince me that the Blazers are, you know, above all those teams, sure, and below all those teams, sure, the eighth in the West doesn't doesn't is about where I think they'll they'll end up. In fact, I've penciled them out, and I'll say my predictions here is like I think the Blazers are a forty seven win team. Uh, when I did the math of of maybe predicting like other everyone else in the West to figure out where I thought people would be, I think I ended up with maybe like forty six was was maybe a more reasonable number. But let's call it forty seven. That's what I was on before. That's where I'm at. I'll just stay there. So. I think it's a 47 win team. I think they're going to finish six in the West, but I think you could make a case because of what sort of those group of teams where the Blazers, you know, belong a little bit further back. I don't think in the regular season, they're going to be as good as Utah. I think that's an awesome regular season team. I worry about Utah's perimeter defense in the playoffs, but that's, that's for, that's much later in the season. We'll talk about that. I think Phoenix is going to be awesome in the regular season again. Um, they belong up there. And I think the Lakers, if they're healthy and really, if LeBron and, and Anthony Davis are healthy, they're going to be great. Um, in the regular season, they, they too might have some failings. Their w- roster is really weird. Um, LA's, the LA's roster is really, really bizarre, but, um, you got AD and LeBron, you can kind of drag along everyone. I think those are the three best teams in the West. I think below that it gets dicey. Um, I understand the Mavs love, but I don't think they're so crazy better than the Blazers. But where it gets, where I'm mad, and I don't usually cape for the Blazers. If long-time listeners will know that I'm mostly a hater, I'm like I'm mostly a pessimist about this team, but I'm, I'm a, I like to think of myself as a realist, right? The Blazers are not worse than the New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls or the, or the Boston Celtics. Get the hell out of here with that nonsense. Like, they're just not. They're just not. I, like... Um, you know, sample size or whatever, uh, the lockdown hosts are from every market. People are local in whatever market, but, um, the Blazers are not worse than those teams. They might end up with a, with a better, with a worse record because they play Western conference teams and not Eastern conference schedule, et cetera, et cetera. But like, no way. <laughs> No way. No way. Uh, Lockdown got it wrong. We will, we're going to, we're going to do power rankings each week as a network. So I will share them with you on the show. Um, But when they sent me that, I knew I had to share it with y'all because I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad. I feel insulted by this. Um, Personally attacked by where I see our beloved trailblazers in the standings. (laughs) Our, that's right. That's a collective pronoun because I'm, I'm putting my cape on. But um, listen, I think, I think the West is wide open because even those teams I think are a tier above. I think they could be, they could be got. You could get all of those teams could get got in the playoffs. There is no clear favorite in the West. There's two really good teams in the East. Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn are the two best teams in the NBA by um, a considerable margin for my money. But the West is wide open. And it's, it's truly, truly open. Um, do I think the Blazers can like seize this moment of the league being wide open and win a championship? No. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think it's a championship level team, but I think they have a path to the Western Conference Finals. I think they're as good as a bunch of teams in that four through eight tier. And I think there's reason there's reason to be confident about sort of what this group is. Um, power rankings aside, you know, I, I want to put my sort of cards on the table so you hear you heard it here. I think it's a 47 win team and six in the West. If that still makes me a hater in your book, you, y'all know the score. I've always been this way, but I, I think it's realistic. And 
one of the things I'm excited to see is that a lot of people think the bottom half of the West is going to be competitive again, too. That includes the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Although if Zion's not healthy, I'm a little dicey on the Pelicans. And if he is healthy, I'm still kind of a hater. I'm not, I'm not a non-believer on, uh, on the team from New Orleans, I'd say, for the most part. Um, but that includes, you know, Minnesota, New Orleans, and the Blazers' opponent tomorrow, the Sacramento Kings. So in the third segment, let's look ahead to what that's going to look like, what to expect from the Kings, what to expect from the Trailblazers, and what to watch in that game. That's what we'll do to close out the show. But before we do that, let's talk about Bet Online. BetOnline's back and better than ever. They got a new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all things basketball and all things football as well because we're still in the meat of football season. It's that wonderful time of year in fall when pretty much every sport is rolling along. So head on over to BetOnline.ag on your desktop or on your mobile device. See that new website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on when you are making that first deposit you get a 50 percent match so from basketball to football to baseball which is heading into the world series to the nhl regular season to boxing and ufc all the way to your favorite vegas casino games it's all there so don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offer just head on over to bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports that's bet online where the game starts today's show is also brought to you by built bar just the best tasting protein bar on the market that's all they're doing they got fun new flavors that are rolling out all the time and they still got staples you love. If you're me, you're grabbing peanut butter brownie. If peanut butter brownie is available this month, that's what you're ordering. But there's something for everybody. Whatever your palate is, you'll find something you like, like cherry lime and churro puff and a couple seasonal Halloween flavors in there too, all available on Built.com. But they're not just delicious. They're not just covered in 100% chocolate and the best tasting Built Bar you're going to find. They're also healthy too. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, and no more than five grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself some. Go to built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Locked on Blazers. That music you hear is from Dre Slaps, Portland's own. Uh, link to all of Dre's work and his merchandise available in the episode description for this episode. Don't forget, make Locked On Blazers your first listen every day, five days a week, free wherever you get podcasts. Start your day with Locked On Blazers. Know what you need to know about the team and make it part of your routine today because today, y'all, is game day. The Blazers. This evening, if you're listening to this on Wednesday or Wednesday night, they played the Kings. If you're listening to it in the past, in the future, and it's already happened, Wednesday night, they play the Kings season opener at Moda Center, 7 p.m. on Root Sports, which figure out how to watch it if you don't have cable or uh, or DirecTV. Um, this is going to be fun because, like I said, I think the Blazers are sort of right in that mix for somewhere as, you know, as high as fourth if everything goes right, but very likely to be battling to avoid the play-in because the West is so deep. And part of the West being so deep includes teams from outside the playoff picture being competitive. I was on Locked on Kings uh, on today's episode, so if you want to listen to a preview of uh, this series, maybe your second listen of the day could be Locked on Kings to get Matt George and my conversation about what to expect in this game. But when, when I was talking with Matt, 
format, we discuss sort of what the Kings are going to look like this year. And like so many teams in the West, they didn't make major moves, but they made some minor upgrades to their to their roster to get a little bit better. Um, you know, adding Tristan Thompson and Alex Len, adding a little more defense in the backcourt, drafting Davion Mitchell and making him part of the plan. Sounds like they were going to bench Marvin Bagley and he's not going to play. So this is a, a Kings team that expects to be a little bit better. They were the only team in the NBA last season that was worse than the Portland Trailblazers on defense. And unlike the Blazers, who were one of the top five teams in offense pretty much all year long and finished second, the Kings weren't an elite offensive team. They were merely a pretty darn good one. But the problem was the Kings were really good when they ran and you got them in the half court and they weren't as good. So the question for this Kings team is sort of, can they be a good half-court team? And what Matt told me is that he thinks the solution for that is taking the ball out of De'Aaron Fox's hands a little bit in the half-court and letting Tyrese Halliburton, the Kings' second-year stud, be more of the sort of pick-and-roll orchestrator because he's got a little more off-the-dribble juice. He's, um, you know, people have to respect his shooting a little bit more than Fox, so he just, he makes things easier, and he has just an incredible feel so he can set people up in the way that Fox is more of just a downhill, get-to-the-foul-line demon, one of the fastest players in the league, and still the Kings' best player, guy who averaged 25-7 last year. He rocks. It's going to be, we're going to see Fox, we're going to see Tyrese Halliburton, we're going to see Mo Harkless starting at small forward, Harrison Barnes starting at the other forward spot, and Rashawn Holmes. Those are your Kings starters. The Blazers starters is exactly who you'd expect. Dame, CJ, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. And uh, Kings, no injuries to report, so uh, so they will have their full complement. And the Blazers just one injury. Tony Snell. Uh, he's He hasn't practiced. You know, he missed all of basically all of training camp with a right foot sprain. He's, he's going to miss the first part of the regular season. There's no real timeline or real update on Snell, but everyone else should be there. So the Blazers rotation is going to look what it look like, kind of what we've expected all year. First guys off the bench are going to be Larry Nance Jr., Cody Zeller, and Anthony Simons. And the ninth guy is going to be Nazir Little. That's going to be your nine-man rotation. I am fascinated to see what the, what this looks like. You know, this, I expect this game to have a lot of points. Um, the Blazers are slight favorites, according to betonline.ag, uh, favored by two and a half as I record this. But, um, you know, I, I think... I think this is a good test because this isn't one of the elite teams and the Blazers have struggled a little bit in preseason, quite frankly. So I think it's better for the Blazers to kind of get their feet wet or get this, try to get their feet under them. Maybe is a better way to say this, like against a team that is expected to be on the outside of the playoffs looking in Saturday, they play the Phoenix Suns. It's that's a very good team. I think you'd rather get one under your belts before you play one of the elite teams and kind of test yourselves. And the Kings, while they they expect to be better, they you know they're talking about being a playoff team, ending a, a more than a decade long drought without the postseason and getting themselves there. Um, the Blazers should win this game. They're better. Uh, the keys to me to win this game are: it would be nice if the Blazers looked better on defense than they have during during the preseason. I think that's truly. It's it's part of the equation how bad they've looked on defense. I think it's undeniable. Um, they're just trying to be di- they're trying to be more aggressive on defense, which means they just got to they need to help each other more. Like they're being more aggressive in the way they cover on way they load up to the ball and all that stuff. And they just they just haven't looked like they're there. And so it would be nicer if they're better on defense. But I think one of the keys to that is getting keeping use of Nurkic out of foul trouble. Um, you know, he you want him to push up in that 28, 29 uh, minute range. And if he can play that without foul trouble, and, and I think the Blazers will have, um, can win this game. The other one is just uh, 
get the get the offense on track. Uh, it, it hasn't looked good even when the starters have played, but this is a terrible defensive team. The Kings think they're better on defense. Davion Mitchell, you know, their first round draft pick is probably going to spend a lot of time guarding Damian Lord. He is um, considered by the Kings to be already one of the elite on-ball defenders in the game. De'Aaron Fox, the Kings starting point guard, called him one of the five best on-ball defenders in the league during preseason. People are excited during preseason, y'all. There's a lot of optimism. I'm not sure any rookie can ever be that, but he's he's a very competitive defender. He looked great in the Kings preseason game against um, uh, against the Blazers. I thought he I thought he significantly outplayed Anthony Simons, and he just like he looks like he's ready to go. Uh, so I think one of the keys is just is just get the offense going as as much as you know keep Nurk on the floor, but but win this game with your strength. Uh, it's going to be important for the Blazers to kind of figure out the defensive stuff throughout the year. But I think in game one, this isn't a time when you need to like, when it's like, hold the Kings under 104 and you're going to win this game. If you win this game in a shootout, it's fine. And the key that I want to see from this team is to get them rolling on offense. Because we haven't seen even you know, maybe a couple minutes in the fourth preseason game against the Warriors, but there was no Dame in that game. Like we haven't seen Dame and CJ and Norm and the, and the starters on the court like just kicking ass on offense. And I think this year, they're very likely to be one of the elite offenses in the league. Let's go ahead and see it. Uh, whether that's, you know, Damon CJ off the ball more or or getting, you know, reducing some of their shots slightly to get Norm more looks and Nurk more paint touches, um, which is dicey in its own right. Like, get it rolling. Get it rolling on offense. Win this game with your strength. Um, you know, there's maybe there's some logic that says, like, the Kings also are a no-defense no team and, like, you don't want to get in a shootout like that. No. Play your strengths. Be who you are. The Blazers win this game by by having more firepower. I am things I'm looking forward to outside of sort of my keys. Have Nurk play 28 minutes and score a bunch because you're capable of it. Put up 120 on this team because because it's going to be high paced and you can score. Um, be who you are, right? Like be a really good offensive team. Do, do what you do. Uh, we'll worry about the defense against good teams a little bit later on. Uh, the the Kings don't have big rangy wings that that are going to be a problem, right? They're going to play three guard lineups with Buddy Heald and Davion Mitchell off the bench. Um, Mo Harkless is not someone that you need an elite on ball stopper to deal with. Uh, Harrison Barnes, while he's really solid, again, um, not a matchup problem for the Kings. And Rashawn Holmes is can play, but Nurk can check him. Like that's it. They're just this isn't a team that prevents a bunch of matchup problems in the half court play good transition defense keep the kings out of transition don't turn the ball over that much be good on offense and you're going to win the game that's as simple as that the other things i'm really curious to watch like what i'm really curious for this team and i think like that's it's it's one game but like we haven't seen the full complement so i'm really curious of the the groupings off the bench who's the first sub and what does the do damon cj spend all their minutes together or do they stagger it kind of looks like in the first preseason game the sort of closest we got to seeing the blazers play re, a real game was that cj would be the first sub and they will stagger him and then bring him back with the second unit and then even then with the second unit they'll let Anthony simons play a uh, two guard but do they do that or do they take norm out early and bring him back with the second units and let him kind of be the be the focal point and that's how you get norm a bigger role um i'm in favor of staggering damon cj early just because i think you need more creation and, and having cj and ant is more creation than norm and ant but norm can score and that's what he does best so you can let him go I'm also super curious about how the big man pairing works. Do we only see Rocco and Nurk? Do we get to see a little bit of Nance and Nurk? Do we get to see a little bit of Nance, Rocco, and a traditional center like Cody Zeller or, or Yusuf Nurkic? Like the groupings to me really matter. I've always been a lineup guy. It's one of the like lineup data and who who plays is one of the is is the most important thing. I, I've joked about this a bunch, but um 
once the game starts in the regular season specifically, the only thing an, an NBA coach does is decide who plays and when. Um, you've already put in your plays. You're only going to call a handful of plays from the sidelines. Dame's going to call most of them. Uh, you know, it might be a little bit different. We'll get a sense of what Chauncey's like. But uh, it's like the, who is on the court is the biggest impact a coach can have because talent matters and, and, and pairings matter, groupings matter. So I'm fascinated to see in this first game is what since we haven't really seen the Blazers fully healthy and, and sort of deploy their nine-man rotation outside of um, a weird first game of preseason, which is kind of a throwaway in and of itself, is who plays and when. I'm fascinated by who plays and when. That is that is a really big one for me. So that's what I'll be watching in the Kings game. And then as we sort of move from there, we will, in uh, Thursday's show, recap what we saw in that game, talk all about it, and look ahead a little bit to uh, Saturday's meeting with the Phoenix Suns. I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell by how how much I'm how quickly and how much I'm smiling during the segment if you're watching me on YouTube, but I, I'm so excited to watch this team play basketball. The preseason kind of wore me out because they looked terrible, but the, then the the lineups didn't make any sense because it's like you're not playing your guys. I'm excited to see what this group looks like. Whole, I mean, no Tony Snell, but what he was probably not going to be involved necessarily, even if he was healthy, like he was going to be right on the fringe anyways. So like. I'm excited to see what this group looks like. I'm excited to see Larry Nance and Cody Zeller. I'm excited to see more Nas. I'm excited to see Ant play point guard in a game that matters, maybe against one of the best defensive young players in the league. Like it's, it's, there's a lot to like in this one. And, and it's not a team that, you know, it's, if the Blazers do lose to the Kings, it's one of 81. If they beat the Kings, it's kind of, you keep it rolling and, and it's what you want to see, but it's not a, like, it's not going to be last year. They opened the season against Utah and they got shellacked and it was like, Oh, the jazz are just way better. Like this isn't going to be a game that sort of tells us a lot. I guess if the Blazers get blown out. It might tell us a lot, but like, this is a good this is a good first test because it's a team that that fancies themselves better but the Blazers should still be better than and I think that um and it's not a team that presents these crazy matchup problems where you say like well this is a Blazers weakness like to throw this one out a little bit like this is a team they should beat it might be a close game. Should be a bunch of points. I'm I'm hyped. I hope you are too. Uh, make sure you listen to Thursday morning show for our recap of what happens and our our first like real ability to break down what Chauncey Billups looks like in the game. I think another uh, storyline, like small storyline, is that one of the things I noticed in preseason is that Chauncey did, Chauncey's not a big stander. He sits a lot during games, a lot. Um, he's not super emotive. He doesn't jump up and scream on the sidelines. Um, he he he's spends a lot of time sitting, sitting and watching like, um, and I kind of want to see when the game started to count, if his demeanor changes a little bit, what he's like as a coach. I think that's one of the sort of fascinating stories of this whole thing. So, uh, that is certainly something I'll be watching for, uh, that is going to do it for today's show. Like I said, Thursday, we'll have a recap and Friday's show, Friday's show, a big old guest. Uh, it's, I haven't super, I haven't completely confirmed it yet, so I'm not going to tease it, but come back for Friday's show. Cause we're going to have the, um, we're going to have someone that you're going to want to hear from on the show. Uh, if I get it confirmed tomorrow, uh, Thursday show, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll tell you who it is. So make sure you check back so you can get that spoiler or, um, the look ahead. You can have something to look forward to, but like I said, make the show your first listen every day because it's free five days a week, wherever you already get podcasts and also on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand by Halloween. Can't do that without your help. So go to YouTube, subscribe to the show. Also tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already listen to podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers and we will be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.